Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being with me here today as we talk about how your life and the ripple effect of it impacts the lives of so many other people. And what can we do to make that difference that only we can make in this world? What is that ripple effect? What is your life? And what can we do with that amazing, incredible life that you've had? to make this world a better place. There is nothing like a show like this because I get to bring you three international best-selling authors that I had the privilege of working with and interviewing and share with you the live interviews that I did with them on Facebook and YouTube so that you too can really see what they've done with their life, how they've shared it, and you can join in on the excitement of their book, that they've put out in the world to not brag, but to just simply share with you, this is what I've done and you can do it too so that you can live, you can thrive and you can make the impact on others that your life's meant to do as well as you can really truly celebrate you. And I want you to hear that's important. That's powerful as well. You see, true humility is a right perspective ourselves. It's knowing the things that we're good at and knowing the things that, well, you know, we struggle with and being able to admit them and then sharing that out with the world, making that impact that only you can make while it's called today. Tomorrow's going to take care of itself and yesterday's over, but today we can make a difference in this world. We can come together, we can live and thrive and learn and love, and the ripple of your life's impact can make a difference all around the world just by you simply being you, you living, you thriving, and you being you. So let's take a look at the ripple of your life impacting each other as we talk to these three amazing guests and we learn more about how to be a thriving entrepreneur. With that said, let's jump right into it. Join me in welcoming Christine Quinn. Hey, Christine, how are you doing today? I am terrific. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thanks for asking. So tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. I think of myself as a empower as an empowered woman. Um, not all my life. It took some some growth. It took some willingness. It took some humility. But I believe that I had an epiphany at one point in my life and just learned to connect with the divine part of us that's inside. And I think it's inside all of us. We just have to be willing and ready to access it. And that happened to me about a decade ago. And ever since then, I've been yearning to share this kind of message. And I come across people on a regular basis that have 
very little or no self-esteem and no idea of how powerful and glorious they really are inside. So that's what I want to share. Well, that's an amazing message to share. And your book, Be Magnificent, My Path to Empowerment and Joy, which is available today for free on Amazon. Um, tell us a little bit about the journey of writing your book. The book has been on my mind and on my heart for some time. I um, read different um stories and scholarly reports on the the impact of connecting inside and my strength was reading about the um the ancient mythical archetype of the goddess and the goddess comes to us and always has not just as a mother or a wife but also a healer a teacher a creator of magic a creator of majesty and so what i do with the book is kind of do a, a quick introduction to some of the different archetypes, strength, joy, courage, endurance, compassion that we have in the different archetype with the goddess. If this is, this is pre-written history, right? There have been um, stones and statues and artifacts found that predate our written history of the goddess and of the celebration of birth, the celebration of life. So this is, this is what got me started. Then the book takes being aware of the goddess and internalizing that, how we feed our mind, how we love our body, every cell, every inch, every curve of our body, how that is also glorious. And then how we can also surround ourselves with like-minded, strong-willed people who continue to feed this as we grow together. That's like a step into my life. I love that a lot. So, um, totally unfair question. What is your favorite part of the book? What's your favorite thing you bring up in the book? Well, there's so many. There's so very many. I, I think um, it's important to realize what kind of strength the female archetype has had throughout history and prehistory, to realize that that's in us, Um keeping your mind active, keeping your mind positive, because we don't just feed it foods and herbs and plants. We also feed words and thoughts and ideas into our mind. And that's what we turn around and give out. It comes from what we put in. But there's also a part about being aware and proud and pleased with your own body, with your own health. So that's, that's important too. I do think the spirit once you know who you are, once you connect with that true magnificence within, the rest will follow. This is just a little hint and guideline about how to keep it to follow, how to make it follow. But it all comes from inside and from your knowledge and agreement with what's inside. So many of us have a hard time even beginning to see ourselves as magnificent. What is kind of the first step in being able to embrace your inner magnificence? Well, believe it or not, I think one of the first steps is humility. All right. Not trying to see above and see through and, and judge yourself, but, but with humility and with grace, know that there's something else. There's something deeper. There's something better, grander, greater that can reside within us. Just that little spark of awareness 
can grow into a roaring fire. I mean, it doesn't take much, but you, in order to believe that something is there, you have to have a willingness to see it, to recognize it, to be small and quiet, to realize that this is in me, this can grow, this can be nurtured, this can be exuberant eventually, but you first have to ignite that spark. That's what it is. Well, and one of my favorite misused words that um, has an amazing definition actually is that word humility, because the word humility actually means having a right perspective of yourself, meaning that you're able to admit, I'm really good at this thing. And also, you know, I'm not good at that thing. To just put yourself down, that's actually the uh, ugly other side of the coin of actually conceit. Um, yes. And so I'm glad you brought that up. So um, let's let's dive a little deeper into the book. Um, you know, I pick up the book and I want to read it um, and I really don't feel magnificent. Um, is it going to take me on a journey or is it more like I can skip to different sections of the book to get what I need today? You, you can definitely skip to any part that feeds your soul. I write it as I learned it. I learned it first in the divinity within. And I use the archetype of the goddess just to demonstrate that ancient prehistory divinity that we connect with as, as humans need to and, and you to. The brain, if you're feeling like foggy or lack of clarity, the brain part will help you feeding your mind, not just with food, but also with words, with thoughts, with ideas, with your spirit. The body teaches us how to function and how to be aware of who we are in order to love and cherish ourselves. So you can skip, of course, but it's my journey. So that's how I learned it. That's that's why it's written the way it's worked. So let's go one step deeper. We're going to take those one at a time. So um, give us an example of, um, you know, an archetype of the goddess and what that means to us. The goddess comes across, for instance, there's the, the ancient symbol of Mother Earth, the Earth itself, and how the seasons change, and how the Earth sleeps during the cold months. The Earth wakes up, nature. That was the goddess known as Gaia, G-A-I-A, -A, the, the complete Mother Earth, right? and honoring Mother Earth, but honoring what we connect with, how we connect with, our feet planted on the ground, how we're rooted it's a metaphor, but we are rooted in our life. That's the mother goddess. There's also aspects of being strong, being in a leadership position, being able to exert enough of yourself outward that you can pull other people in. That's a part of the goddess. There's also compassion with Kuan Yin in the Far East. She's the goddess of compassion, endurance, reaching out, caring. That's part of us too. We can access that at any time. We don't have to be cold and judging and, and self-deprecating. Um, we can also be compassionate in a high level of awareness as a part of yourself. So, yes, we're compassionate, we're enduring, but we're also strong and mighty and glorious and connected with the earth, completely connected when we choose to be. Okay, so let's talk about our brains. How do we feed our brains like we do our bodies? What's a good way to, you know, have brain wellness? Part of it is what you put into your body. 
we, we tend to, at least in our society, eat a lot of processed foods without realizing what's in it. There could be enormous amount of chemicals or salt or other, other preservatives that we're absorbing and not realizing. Right? And that has to take a toll on us internally. So one of the things I suggest is utilizing some of the raw, fresh foods that actually feed our brain and connect those synapses. Um, Short-term memory, there's been a lot of studies that show that blueberries and spinach, these act to, to refresh your mind, to refresh your brain, to increase that short-term memories. There's other herbs we can take that also do the same thing. But mostly with your brain and your mind and keeping control with a clear mind is what we put in it. And that absolutely includes food. It includes being hydrated. These things should be to us as humans, common sense. I mean, we should yearn for that. We should, we should hunger for the freshness, for the, the colors of the rainbow in what we eat. That's, that's, I think, more how we're geared, how we're hardwired. But it's become easy. It's become not complacent, but certainly easier and, and more readable to eat what's available. We eat a lot on the run in our culture. We eat going from one place to another in a hurry. It's not feeding fresh, bright colors into your body. And these really do impact our mind. It makes a difference how the nerves connect. It makes a difference how your memory thrives. It makes a difference when we pay attention and rest and get the sleep that we need. These things matter. And I think they matter to all of us intrinsically, but knowing it and acknowledging it and being aware of it makes it even more powerful when we reach out and, and make this part of our life. And then, of course, last we've got the body. How do we really uh, take good care of our bodies? I'm, I'm so glad you asked because I speak with so many women that have no idea what goes on inside their body. And not, ju not just young kids who haven't been taught yet, but women who have lived their lives without really understanding how our muscles and joints work, how to protect those, how our digestive system works, and how to avoid irritating um, bowel or, or um, digestive issues, right? How our reproductive system really works. And these are things about if you're, if you're hurting or you're not moving well, your joints aren't moving well, there are things in nature we can do for that. It's not inevitable that we suffer from arthritis and swollen joints and lack of mobility. We're meant to move. In my opinion, we're meant to dance and rejoice. But I, I talk about some of the herbs that are well known today. And if they're not that well known to you, you can certainly find them um, in a vitamin store, online, overnight, uh, that we use as spices and herbs in our daily life. And we should use it on a daily basis because it does make a difference to how healthy we are. So we cover four different parts of the body, but the whole body doesn't have to be a mystery. It's who we are. It's the, essentially the vessel, you know, the vessel that we're in right now. So I suggest if you're unhappy with your body or you're unhappy with how you look or you're, you're not pleased and you, you're stuck in judgment, that you make a covenant, you make an agreement, you make a, a, a sacred contract, so to speak, with your body. And you say to your body, this is what I will do to you with hydration and feeding and sleep, et cetera, whatever's personal to you. And in return, body, I want from you, you know, to be at the right weight and, and strength, to be flexible, to continue to move. Right? It's a two-way 
probably more than two ways if we were to get into spirit and, and magic as well. But it's at least a two-way agreement that we are conscious of. It's, if it if it requires it, write it down, make it a contract, sign it, date it, light a candle, whatever you need to do to work symbolically with making this a true understanding between you and your body. And your body responds. It has to. It's you. It's the law. It has to respond. So that's, that's just one of the things that I think pragmatic steps help us, and it helps us get to where we've decided we want to go as magnificent women. And of course, your book, Be Magnificent, My Path to Empowerment and Joy, you can get today for free on Amazon. Um, I did put that link in there. Um, if somebody wants to go deeper with you on this, how can they, uh, how can they work with you? Well, we're in the midst of putting up a website and, and putting together some terrific information at your fingertips and retreats available. But in the interim, be underscore magnificent at yahoo.com is me. Please feel free. Let's let's get this rolling. Let's get this started. We thrive on support from each other. We really do. It helps. It It is almost like adding little muscles and adding strength and adding power when we are of like mind and like focus. So be underscore magnificent at yahoo.com. And do you again get the book, Be Magnificent, My Path to Empowerment and Joy by Christine Quinn. It's available for free today if you're listening live on Amazon. If not, it'll be available there anytime. Christine, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. It is my honor, and thank you for inviting me. You are magnificent. Now is your time to be magnificent and see what that magnificence does in this world. What an amazing ripple effect that will have throughout the whole world as you just be you and be magnificent and you share who you are with the world. You will be, and so will they, be a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take our first commercial break, and then we'll be right back on Thriving Entrepreneur. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free, it's guaranteed, it's proven, we've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today as we talk about the ripple of your life impacting others. What a difference you can make by just simply being you. 
We talked to one author about being magnificent, and now we want to talk about how you can really take life by the horns and really get things done as we talk to our next best-selling author and thrive. Join me in welcoming Pat Miller. Hey, Pat, how you doing today? Good, Steve. How are you? I am doing really good on this snowy morning. Um, <laughs> oh, lucky you. Oh, just a little bit, but it's going to get worse. So here we go. <laughs> uh, so tell us a little bit about you and how you show up in the world. Well, um, as per my book, I wear a lot of different hats. I show up in my world every day as a commercial contractor in New Jersey. I build large commercial buildings for corporations and big developers. Um, as of now, I'm a number one international best-selling author, so I can add that to my resume. But basically, I build commercial buildings for a living. I love that. I really, you know, because I've read your book, I really half expected you to say I'm a hairdresser. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was my go-to when nobody believed what I did for a living. And then all the guys, if you read my book, you know, they asked me for a date and then asked me for a job. So, you know, mm -hmm. I kind of went, you know, under the radar a little bit. So, yeah, I'm a hairdresser. And I twirl my hair a little bit, but. <laughs> You know, you got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> That's absolutely true. The book is called Kicking Karma's Ass, Unbelievable Stories of Strength, Resilience, and Perseverance, all told with a twist of humor. You're going to get to hear some funny stories today. So tell us a little bit um, just about what encouraged you to, to want to do the book. Um, well, a lot of things encourage me, Steve. You know, I think it's important um, it, it's in the book. I think I had a couple bonus stories as well to explain, you know, how this all um, materialized. So uh, as you know, in the book, I went through a lot with my husband being sick. And then I sat and I realized afterwards, I took a deep breath and I'm like, wow, I've been, you know, not only this, this has been a long journey. So I started going over my life and I was like, okay, remember when that happened? Oh, I remember when that happened. And then as I started coming out of my shell a little bit, I started going out and sitting and having dinner and talking to different people because I'm a social person by, by nature. And everybody I would tell the story to, I just give them a little touch, just a little bit. They're like, you know, you really should write a book. You're so inspiring. I think you could help other people. You know, don't lay in bed, get out of bed. You could still do it. You know, I had to start my whole life over. You know, it was like from getting a straight, you know, blank board, I had to start all over. You know, I, I built a business with my late husband and it all went out the window in two years, spent my life savings. You know, it's all in the book and I was deep in debt and I had to start all over. I, I woke up, nobody was in bed next to me. And I said, you know what? I think I can inspire people, if anything, inspire people to understand that life's not over. Even in your fifties, you could do it. You could start over. Um, it takes a lot of work. You're going to have to, to work faster, obviously. You're not taking 20 years to build it. Um, but that's why I wrote it. I wanted to help people who are in a dark place, not just um, death, you know, grieving. It's, it's, it's about life. It's about everything. It's, it's about loss. You know, I always say to people uh, when I say I'm sorry about your divorce and they're like, why are you sorry? I'm the best thing that ever happened to me. I said, it doesn't matter. Anytime you have a loss in life, it affects you emotionally. So it's still a loss. It's still starting over. It's still trying to find yourself in a different character of life. 
So that's that's exactly why I wrote it. Hopefully I help some people, inspire them, give them wisdom. It's such an amazing book. And you do have a fun way of uh, taking some of those really difficult things like divorce and death and things like that um, and not leaving us at the place where we're just like depressed after we read about it. But, you know, putting a little bit of humor in there and, and going through and and still realizing that sometimes all you can do in life is just laugh. Yeah, that's exactly right. My humor brought me through so many dark places. You know, you have to go, is this serious? Like, is somebody recording this? Is this like the Truman Show? So, you know, it was important to me in the writing process that it remains real life, yet comical. I don't, it's not supposed to be a depressing book. It's supposed to be about life and how, you know, I got knocked down. I got knocked down legal. I got knocked down personal. I got knocked down financial. You know, you have to realize that it's, part of life. You're not going to change it. You have to react to it. So it's not what we do. It's how we react to it. You, you can't, sometimes you just have to laugh. Like, come on, is this really happening? It's so funny, but it is what it is. You know, I'm finding every day something new happens to me, Steve. Got to put a little camcorder on my shoulder and start recording some of this stuff. But that could be a lot of fun. Oh, Got to get you a little GoPro for your yeah. construction helmet. <laughs> That's what I always said to my guys. I said, one of these days, I'm going to walk in here with a Patty Pro here, and, and I'm going to record all you guys. So you'll be signing disclaimers pretty soon. They're like, no, lady boss, don't do that. So, but yeah, I'll be back uh, on site this week. Um, you know, it's holiday time. Things shut down a little bit in construction for this, the end of the year. But I'll be back on and trust me, I'll be the first one to get that, you know, out to record it when something funny happens. I love it. Yeah. So speaking of funny things, um, you know, doesn't really matter which one, but just uh, tell us one of the fun stories from your book and your life. Oh, God, there's so many of them. I think uh, from what the feedback I've been getting from people, uh, I think the funniest one is, uh, you know, the, the the super that kind of changed my life from the beginning of the book. He was caught doing uh, inappropriate things in his in his SUV, and then he kind of circles back to being the guy who actually helped me through my grieving process. But uh, the funniest one for me personally is when I was sitting in a new job meeting with 21 men, and they thought I was a dumb blonde delivering payroll. So, and then they started talking to me in that manner. And when the people who knew me, like the architects and the engineers and the project managers, when he started, it's in the book, I'm sure you read it, when he started talking down to me and telling me he'll only allow me to put 20 boards on the fifth floor, it kind of didn't run me too well. So nobody kind of allows me anything. I'm my own woman. So I have to be in this industry so, you know, I basically told him to keep his mouth shut, to follow me, and I put the building where it's supposed to be. You know, I actually lay the building out. If I do it wrong, nothing else works. So, you know, I respect all the trades, but he was happened to be an electrician, and uh, it, it was a funny story because, you know, it kind of was uh, a split screen, so to say. The guys who knew me and the guys who never met me. So the guy who didn't met me was, did talk down to me, 
didn't it didn't work out too well for him. So, you know, I basically told him off in a nice way in front of everybody. I didn't want to insult him, but, you know, he insulted me. You know, he insulted me by talking down to me, you know, disrespecting my, uh, you know, um, my knowledge and my, you know, in my industry. And he thought he could take me to the ringer and just sit there and be quiet is basically what he was saying. You sit there and look pretty and I'll tell you what to do on the job. And it didn't work out for him. He was gone in three days. So I thought that was funny. I really did. I love that. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking both when I was reading it and then again now, um, you know, most of the time when we think of construction workers, we think of, you know, the girl in high heels walking by the construction site and all the guys cat calling. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it's true. You know, construction's come a long way. Um, I had this conversation with someone the other day. It's come a long way. Um, I There's a lot of women in construction now. I'm no different. I started over 30 years ago and it's come a long way. There are a lot more women on site. I'm a little bit different um, where I'm actually on site with the blueprints and I'm snapping lines with my fingers. So, um, I actually lay in the building out, like I told you, but it's come a long way, Steve, but unfortunately in my lifetime, it's not going to come, uh, it's not going to do a 180. You know, there's still those, uh, guys that don't believe women should be in the field. You know, it's a guy's place. Um, they're still there, you know, they play a good part, they act like they, they they want equality and, oh, it's okay that you're here. But you hear the comments afterwards. You know, sometimes you're on the other side of the wall. They don't know you're there. So, you know, it's, you know, the job echoes a lot. So sometimes, you know, it's just not there to that point. But, you know, uh, like I said in one of my bonus videos, when they find out I'm the boss, the whole attitude changes. The whole, you know, oh, she's the boss. Oh, God, you know. I asked her to go to lunch yesterday and, and, and then it's, it's just, it becomes comical. You know, I just, like I said, I want to get a job done. I get paid. It's a great thing if we make friends along the way, but we're all there to make a living. So that's, that's how I make my money. Yeah. The story is definitely a very personal story of your life, but what are some things that people can learn about kicking karma's ass in their own life? You're absolutely right. It is a personal story. I try to lay the foundation of who I am and where I came from. And uh, it was important for me to tell the story that way because of my accomplishments um, that I was able to become financially stable. You know, um, I was able to buy myself some luxurious things, which doesn't define who I am, but it, you know, it made me feel real that, it, you know, if you set a goal, um, I want people to know that if you set a goal and you work hard, and you do those 60, 70, 80 hour uh, work weeks and you do accomplish something. It's OK to buy things that make you happy, that give you an out. Material things don't make me happy. I have pickup trucks. I have race cars. I have a lot of different vehicles. I happen to like vehicles. I take them out at sunset and that's how I release my stress. I take a nice ride through the horse country and it's, it kind of relieves my stress. I want people to know that look what happened to me. I went through this. 
and I still kept going. I went through that and I still kept going. And then I came this and I still kept going. And then I found myself in the middle of medical shit. And I was like, oh God, how am I going to handle this? Well, it was too big for me. It was above me. You know, I can't make everything right. You know, I'm a fixer. I like to control things. I like to make things uh, all, all better for everybody. That's my nature. But this was a this was above me, you know. It was a higher calling per se, if you want to believe. I don't know what you know your your listeners believe in, but you know, I got to the point where I just I couldn't win the battle. You know, I lost my husband, I lost my mother, my brother, my father, my husband in three years, and it, it kind of makes you stop right in your tracks and say, okay, what's going on here? I'm sure it's happened to other people, but for me, on a personal level. I was like, I have to reinvent my life. I don't even know why I'm here. You know, you try to, to dig through all the shit that happens to you from childhood and it all molds us to who we are. You know, I often say life is full of choices. Some we make on our own, some are made for us. And the ones that are made for us, we have to react to and that becomes our future destiny. So, you know, I want people to, to take away from there, um, to see that things can happen to regular people. I'm just a Jersey girl, right? I build commercial buildings. I always say I'm just a girl from Jersey with a bad attitude, you know, and, and dropping the F-bombs everywhere. It just happens to be my industry. Um, but I'm real. I'm normal. Things happen to me. Things will happen to you. Um, it doesn't define who you are. You have to get out of bed and you have to keep going, you know, and it's a cold world. It really is. Um, nobody was ringing that doorbell, you know, with uh, red balloons and a big check from publishers clearing us, right? Nobody was going to pay my bills for me. So I had to get out of bed and I had to do it, you know, and I want people to understand, yeah, it's a personal story about me, but I'm sure I can relate to other people, Steve, you know, I'm sure, you know, Bad things happen to good people every day, just like good things happen to good people. You got to take the good with the bad. Uh, my father was the smartest man I knew with a seventh grade education. He taught me so much. I could not even believe when I reflect back, you know, he taught me about life, how to survive, got to take the good with the bad. So, you know, I try to live my life that way. I wanted to tell my story and hopefully it inspires people. Hopefully if I touch one life, hopefully I touch a million, um, then, then I, 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 I have accomplished what I want to accomplish. And from the feedback I'm getting, it's, uh, it's, it's happening, Steve. People are very touched. So, I love that. Yeah. And I'm happy about that. I really am. I'm happy that, you know, I can pull people out of a dark place, you know, like my saying, um, life is for the living. If you're not living, you don't have a life. And, and it's a deep saying. You know, there's so many people trapped inside their mind on a daily basis and they get up and they're like robots. They get up and they do the same thing every day. They go to work. They do what they're supposed to do. They pay their bills. And it's like Groundhog Day, like I said. But you have to live. If you're not living, you don't have a life. You have to enjoy the things that you enjoy. You have to splurge a little bit. You have to go on vacation, even if it's a small vacation, even if you take a ride like I do. I took a ride. I take a ride through the horse country. It's beautiful. It's relaxing. Waterfalls. It's very relaxing to me. It resets me, resets my energy. I have to be by water. I'm not far from the ocean. I'll go down there and I'll just walk the boardwalk and I'll listen to the water. 
it's very grounding. It's important that we stay grounded in our life. Absolutely. Uh, the book is called Kicking Karma's Ass. Um, and you did do some bonus videos and, and stuff. Yeah. If you go to kickingkarmasass.com, uh, give us a little taste of what they can get there. Um, basically, they'll just uh, drop their email and, and name in. We're not going to spam anybody. Uh, we're just uh, trying to get a count for any future releases and books like that. Um, and then that'll take them to a second page. And on that second page, we'll have five bonus videos, every er, little tips about stuff that the detail of the things that we didn't go into in the book um, about signs and and uh, insurance, life insurance, how I didn't get the payout. And it also has, you know, a little blurb about my ex that I got in there. I'm sure that's funny to everyone. Um, but that kind of circles back to um people coming in and out of our lives for a reason. So we have to figure out why everybody uh, comes in. Some people come in for a short period of time, Steve, they call them boosters, right? They boost you. They're only there for a little bit, but they boost you to where you need to go. You know, they're there for a reason, whether you're learning emotional, financial business. So they'll find a variety of different things. There's five topics. I think they'll find them interesting. Um, I did. I enjoyed making them with Lonnie Ray. Um, I think um, they'll, they'll enjoy them. I, I did. So uh, I've gotten some feedback on them as well. And people are very happy with them, you know. To get those bonus videos, you can go to kickingkarmasass.com. You can also get the ebook for free today on Amazon. The link is in the description. Get the book, Kicking Karma's Ass, Unbelievable Stories of Strength, Resilience, and Perseverance, all told with a twist of humor by Pat Miller. Pat, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Sure. Thank you, Steve, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. How are you going to kick karma's ass today? How are you going to show up as the best version of yourself, powerfully get things done, and really, truly make the difference in this world that only you can make? How are you going to do that? What is your plan to be the best you that you can be and make the difference that just by being that you will make in this world. How can you live and grow? How can you be a thriving entrepreneur? How can your life create the ripple that your life makes to impact others? If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book, or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet, kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny.
Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. We're talking about the ripple of your life impacting others. We have one more great, amazing guest with an incredible story of the things that he's done to be able to just simply live his life, but make a massive impact on those he comes in contact with and in changing the world as he lives and he thrives. Join me in welcoming Vince Ciano. Hey, Vince, how you doing today? I'm great, Steve. How are you? I am doing really good, thanks. Thanks for being here with us today. Start off, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. I had a feeling you were going to ask me that question. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm a d- daytime. I work in, in, in the finance industry and I, I kind of always wanted to write a book, but, you know, I thought about how I would answer your question of how I show up in the world and as it relates to me being an author. And, you know, I've always described myself as a mountain climber, not literally, but I tend to uh, look for big challenges and uh, I'm, I'm very content while I'm attacking them. And then I find myself after completing the task, looking for the next mountain to climb. That kind of transitions into the theme of the book and a lot of, a lot of um, what I want to write about. I love that. And the book is called Always Forward. Um, It is kind of your life story, but it also really has a purpose. So uh, tell us a little bit about what, first of all, inspired you to write the book. I mean, I know you said you always wanted to write a book, but why specifically this book? Well, I think a lot of people always wanted to write a book. I don't, I think I didn't really have anything that I felt like I should write about yet. Relatively, I think I'm a little young for writing a book, but um, I did feel like I finally had something positive and powerful to put out in the world. And I was excited um, to write the book. So the title actually came to came was picked for me a long time ago in a, in a, uh, in a, in a kind of a guy's trip to run with the bulls in Spain. And if you look at the cover of the book, you'll see that actually tattooed on my chest. Um, You know, I was going through a period of reformation, a lot of, introspection, looking for purpose and, um, you know, big challenges. And I had gone through, we had just gone to, to run with the bulls. I had a couple of friends that had come with me and we got back to the States. And a lot of what I just talked about with you, I was, instead of being elated, right. I started to get, uh, kind of reach a low point, more like, a you know, your escape from reality is kind of over. And I think I, it was then that I started to become reflective and realize that, you know, maybe my goals or how I was orienting my life wasn't exactly what should be a priority. And so um, it started me on a path to paying attention to other other opportunities, a lot of things the universe was telling me, and I had the ability to uh, donate my liver to a co-worker's daughter. And um, out of that, uh, a whole new perspective, budding life has has kind of immersed or has immersed me in a million different things. And so I still have that mountain climber mentality, but I probably have more of a sense of purpose and direction, how I want to show up in the world. So um, that's what the book's about. And it goes on to talk about how I met my wife, became a a father and um, the recipient ended up um, 
having a child of her own, making my coworker a grandfather. So I think it, I felt going back, I felt like I had a powerful story to tell and it just mirrored with me always wanting to write a book. So it's like, okay, maybe this is the time. It's so interesting to me, the whole concept of, of uh, giving your liver. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Um, you know, what, was this like a really super close personal friend or, you know, what led you to give somebody your, you know, your liver or part of it? Uh, not, not to ruin the book too much, but to talk a little bit about the preface. Um, he was a, a, an older, he was a friend, but he was more tenured and senior in his career as a financial advisor. So he was looking towards transitioning out. And um, I think that for him, a big part of that transition was that he was going to be a grandfather. Um, and I was a part of the team that helped set his business and practice, um, on a path to be acquired by the firm and redistributed. And so his clients can be taken care of. The firm's very cautious about how they do that. But a large part of what kind of made him not feel like he was being put out to pasture, but living on the next chapter of his life was that he had this grandchild on the way. And, um, not too long after all of that was put in motion, tragically found out that his granddaughter passed during during uh, her birth. So um, he was a friend uh, and watching him go through this and then hearing later that his actual daughter was in need of a liver aligned really well with where I was in my own head, looking for purpose, looking for the ability to do something meaningful in the world. At the time I was quite, I was single. I didn't have dependence. It was, it was kind of like a, that lightning bolt. And I feel like I, I was ready to receive, you know? Absolutely. So you talk about the, you know, the beginning of the whole journey being that uh, running with the bulls. What is that like? You know I mean? You see it on TV, but it oh, looks really. <laughs> I was, it's probably what I'm most thrilled about with the book in terms of like the, the, how we really captured an experience um i really feel like we did a good job capturing the chaos a little bit um and that's how i would describe it really uh it's it's voluntary chaos and you know i can't speak to combat i've never been in it but i would imagine it's that's also you know chaos when it's upon you um this it, it was it was palpable you were you're you're standing around in, in a massive group the silence before the first rocket goes off where those bulls come out is um, it's, I've never heard a silence like that before. And, you know, I, I know, and I've come to learn as I've immersed myself in that culture a little bit while I was there that, um, you know, it's not really the most humane thing towards the animals, but the tradition of it, uh, the cultural experience of being part of something that's been, going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, I mean, you could feel all that. The, the cobblestone streets of Pamplona, it rained the day we did it, so it was slippery. I actually fell and got up during the run, banged up my knee or my elbow pretty bad, not supposed to get up. You know, it's just, you learn a lot about yourself through these, <laughs> through these very, very, very stressful experiences, but exciting and um, it, it's unbelievable. I think the book does a great job capturing it. That's cool. 
Yeah, like you said, I've seen, uh, you know, elements of it on television, but I'm sure it doesn't even come close to capturing what it's like when you've got, you know. <laughs> I had a, I'm a really competitive guy. I had a college roommate briefly uh, in grad school who had a picture of himself running and it was captured beautifully. It was, you know, mid stride kind of running. And that image was burned my brain from about 20 years old. It's just something I always wanted to do. And then I'm very fortunate. I think I heard you talk about abundance uh, in another video, but you know, in, in my relationships and my friendships, I've been really fortunate. I mean, just very lucky to have a couple people that would just at the drop of a hat go do that with me. So I think that was a big component of what came out of that trip as well as, you know, afterwards you're sitting in Madrid having, a, having some, some food and we didn't have a lot, we don't have a lot of money, right? We were, we're, we're backpacking it, figuring it out and just to have people do that with you. And you have that um, unbelievable bonding connection that we'll share forever. It's pretty cool, man. You know, it's one of those moments that you're just very grateful for. It's definitely one of those things you do when you're still single and you don't have a wife who's going to come in and tell you, no, you're not going to. You, have, you been talking, have you been talking to my wife? Did she pay you to say that? Because No, no, I just uh, had a wife in my life. So I do yeah, understand. No, I, you're right. Um, uh, I think that she wishes that I was, you know, maybe a little more conservative, but like I said, I'm always looking for the next mountaintop, man. I think that's what living's about. So as a competitive guy, um, how do you, how do you quote unquote win in the running of the bulls? So you don't, right? It's like a lot of things, right? Golf or working out or whatever. The healthy way to look at it is to have your own personal goal and not so much as it relates to the field. There is no, win but I had an idea that you can you can start wherever you want okay so um, that can be right at the very end of the run or that can be as far back to the pin where they let them out as possible there's you, you really need to for me I wanted to experience as much of the run as possible but I had to make it in the arena when the last bull goes into the arena they shut the doors and a whole other thing takes place people there's an elated celebration for those that made it in, right? And so that was my goal. And so I picked a place far enough back where I could experience kind of the sport of all of it. And, you know, they would rush by, but it would require an accomplishment for me to make it in. And I mean, I almost, I almost didn't make it. I came very close. So um, that's kind of how it takes place. We also didn't know that they let the, see, in all my research, I, I, I learned, you know, about the run, Dead Man's Curve, every part of it. We walked it the day before. We took it very seriously. I never looked into what they do after the run, after those doors close. So you'll hear in the book, and I don't want to spoil it, we were quite surprised by what took place after in, in the, in, uh, once we got into the, into the arena. And that's why you need to get the book always forward uh, is because you want to hear all the ends of these things. So uh, before we go today, I really do want you to talk about the concept of always forward. What does that mean in your life and how does that, you know, show up in your life every day? Yeah, I, it, it, long before I was going to write a book, it was more about how I kind of dealt with in a healthy way, my own mentality which at times can cause me severe anxiety. And I talk about it in the beginning of the book, but you know, diagnosed ADHD, uh, you know, a, a lot of anxiety. And I think that I heard someone explain it well, that anxiety comes from looking forward, depression comes from looking backwards. And we're, there's lots of different ways that you can do things to, to live in the moment. Um, 
however, uh, I think that the concept that you just keep moving forward and it's, it's on the back of the book, but you know, you gotta let go of the plan that you have for your life so you can live the life that you're supposed to. Um, for me, it just means that, you know, the foundation's built. I am who I am and tackle everything and accept the unknown of what's coming and embrace it and just keep moving forward. So, um, we, we, we've, my wife and I now who I met, this is a perfect example, right? So the reason we titled the book is, I mean, running with the bulls led me to realize that I needed probably more of a life purpose in my day-to-day -day life. Going on that, going on that journey, having that in the conscious part of your mind, not being maybe back in your subconscious would allow me to look for something more. Mel and I developing that relationship allowed me the ability to do something tremendous. I go on one date with this girl and she ends up taking care of me while donating my liver, you know, and, and out of that, the girlfriend felt like an insult, right? I married this unbelievable woman that, that came out of that experience. As a result, I have, you know, a nine-year-old, uh, I, I immediately uh, instant family, right? She has a nine-year-old daughter. So I have my daughter with me. We have a daughter on the way. Mel's, Mel's, um, um, daughter ends up having a daughter so mel's now a grandfather retired living in brevard um you know but you can't fathom or know that any of this is going to happen along the way you got to trust with the journey and trust yourself and kind of there's an optimistic lens that you can adopt as well and it it will help you in times of adversity so that's my long-winded answer to your short question but that's what it means and it's helped me become far more optimistic about things that i'm want to encounter in the, in the future. And that's really, really good. So after a person is done reading the book and they can get it on Amazon, always forward, I'll put the uh, link into our chat right now while we're talking about it. Um, after they're done with it, what would be something that they could do for themselves? You know, even if they don't do anything else, what would be one thing that they could start doing right now that would make a difference in their life? I think that that's a different answer for everybody, but I, I certainly think that it never hurts to be optimistic. Someone I worked with once told me, and don't please don't use the term rich as monetarily rich, but I've never met a rich pessimistic person. And I always thought about that in terms of money, but you know, your ability to control your mindset, or at least you know maybe surround yourself with relationships that allow you to be positive or forward thinking and optimistic i i think that there's there's really no downside to it even if bad things end up happening it's going to give you uh, a positive perspective and at the end of the day we all have so little control over the larger scheme of the world that's one of the main things that you control so um it's helped me a lot i do some coaching and talk with some people specifically about what they're going through in their lives. And, you know, we can create more targeted exercises in that regard, but gratitude and optimism go a long way. I love that so much. So um, before we go, leave us with some words of encouragement, something that we can, uh, you know, take into our day as we download for free today, always forward. Um, yeah, look, I never, thought myself a family man. I never thought myself a worthy man. I never thought myself an author. I never thought myself, I mean, I could, you could finish those sentences with a lot of things. I, I ride around with imposter syndrome. I have learned that 
all these things, we all drive our own car and all these things exist in the car with you. And ideally they're no longer in the front seat and they don't grab the wheel. And as you continue to practice, you put this stuff in the trunk, but it's always gonna be there with you. So um, I, I, I put a lot, this took two and a half years to do. I put a lot of, a lot of hard work in it. It was very difficult, but I think it's a testament to, um, you know, always forward. You can do it, man. Love it. Do get always forward on Amazon today. Vince, thanks so much for spending some time with us here on the show today. Appreciate you, Steve. I love the motto always forward because then you know which direction to head in life. You can't go backwards. You can't live your life in the rearview mirror. You have to always be moving forward. So often it's so easy to get stuck in the past, in what was, what we wish could have been. But when we always move forward, we can live and we can thrive. And then we come in contact with the people whose lives we can make an impact in. And the ripple of that effect of us just simply being ourselves and making the impact on others that us just being us does, that's incredible. That's an amazing way of thriving because, and I know you've heard me say this before, you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. I hope, I pray, I want for you to really take a hold of that, to live the best life that you can live today while it's called today and watch and see the massive ripple effect that you just being you makes in this world and see how you live and you love and you thrive in all that you do. What an amazing difference it would make in the world if each of us just took a hold of today and said, how can I be the best me that I can be today and see what a mass impact that makes in the world? I know that the ripple impact of that one person you meet and the person that they meet and so on and so on makes this world such a better place. And more than anything I can think of, that's a way to be a thriving entrepreneur. I'm so excited for what you're going to do in this world. I really cannot wait to see the ways that you're going to thrive and the ripple effect that that'll have on others. Until we're together again next time, I hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. If you're an author who's on a mission, stand out with your brand out. <laughs> Check this out, guys. Yep, everything's marketing, and marketing is everything. Your existing book can become a best-selling book or even, hey, like mine, a number one international best-selling book in five days. Listen, if your business isn't known by everybody, it's obscurity and that's death, right? The same thing is true for your book. If you're not happy with the way your book is performing, you got that far and then it just fell off the face of the planet kind of feeling, go to yourbestsellertoday.com, schedule a talk with Steve. It's risk-free. It's guaranteed. It's 
it's proven. We've done it thousands of times. What are you waiting for? Yes, yourbestsellertoday.com. This time next week, you could have a beautiful seal on your book and get the attention that you deserve. Reach the people that you came to serve. Come on now. What are you waiting for? Grab a pen. Here we go. All you got to do is book a call, yourbestsellertoday.com. Go to yourbestsellertoday.com. Book a talk with Steve. It's proven. It's guaranteed. It's going to happen. All you have to do is say yes to your destiny. You are-